this is the first time I can leave a legacy. I can dream about leaving a legacy for my son. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so awesome. Wherever you feel fear, that's where you've you got to become the person that will attract over 200 different cognitive biases. The real work in any business is thinking. Welcome to the FLW Podcast. My name is Cody DeGraff, and I'm here with my co-host, Gabriel Klingman. What is up? Welcome to the show. Today, we got Kelly from Texas. This is going to be a fun one. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Show Kelly some love. Hit that like button as well. Back to you, Code. Awesome, guys. And yes, as Gabe said, we are so excited to have Kelly Bryant on the show today. Now, for those of you who don't know Kelly, she is a woman who brings so much inspiration to people. Um, she has uh, just teaching people how to achieve their dreams to the next level by simply just not quitting. And um, she is also one of the top distributors in her respected company and around the world. She's inspired hundreds and thousands no. of people. And uh, we believe that she's going to inspire thousands and thousands more because she's also a co-author of a phenomenal book called Momentum Makers. And uh, so I just couldn't say enough about the woman. So how's everything going? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Everything's going fantastic. We really appreciate you coming on the show and just kind of sharing your wisdom um, especially within this industry and personal growth with this industry. And um, But before we get started, we like to kind of start off with a fun little icebreaker. We ask you five completely random questions that really okay. have nothing to do with the rest of the interview. So <laughs> That's are you, awesome. Are you down with that? <laughs> I'm down with it. All right. Awesome. So we'll start with the first one. So if you were allowed only one of these for the rest of your life, would you have coffee or wine? Definitely wine because I do not drink coffee at all. And I think it no smells way. like a skunk. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> coffee you have in Texas. My goodness. Really? No, I'm just like, I cannot do it. I can't, I don't like it brewed. I don't like the, the food, nothing. What? Wow. Wow. Yeah. And my, my friends will say like, oh, you should try coffee ice cream. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. And I try it. I'm like, no, it's bad. <laughs> Even my dad who hates coffee, loves coffee ice cream. So like that, that's special, man. Yeah. Wow. Literally, I respect the wine. I respect the wine. I'm yeah. all about wine. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were able to spend a day with anyone in the world, who would it be? Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's always a hard one. You know, when you have a parent that's gone, that's really always going to be, I feel like personally your first choice. And um, I lost my mom about 14, 15 years ago. So mm -hmm. she absolutely would be the first person I'd love to spend some more time with. That's Fantastic. awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. Wow. All right. So this next one's a very super random one. All right. Okay. So if you had a chance to either swim with the Little Mermaid or fly with Peter Pan, which one would you choose? I love mm. that question. I would fly, fly with Peter Pan. Yeah, there you go. All the way to Neverland. <laughs> All the way to Neverland. <laughs> Stopping along the way. Yeah. Exactly. Get the whole experience. <laughs> Absolutely. What is your favorite and least favorite food? Oh, ooh. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I like sushi, so that might be one of my favorite ones. Some mm, really nice. good, incredible sushi. Mm. And then um, I can't think of many things that I don't like, so I would probably have to say Brussels sprouts. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> answer. Yeah. yeah. That is good. All right. And then uh, the last one would be, so what was the last thing that you bought? Can you remember? Mm. Yes, I actually, you're going to laugh and think I'm a geek, but I bought a foot pedal that you can use with Zoom. Not what? That's Wait, awesome. What it, explain what this is. Yeah, I need what to is know that? This. 
Well, it's like when, if you're watching somebody on Zoom, you have a foot pedal so you can start and stop the um, audio in the oh, Zoom. That's wow. sweet. That's really interesting. That's so simple. <laughs> That's right for yeah. real we definitely yeah. need one <laughs> thanks so much for the icebreakers so <laughs> let's hop right into your story we want to learn a little bit about you so um can you just kind of share your story and how you got to where you are today yeah um i know it's just such a that's like a big long question but um i by trade am a court reporter so um i've done that for i guess it's going on almost 30 for 30 something years now and it was a profession. I grew up uh, as a daddy's girl and my dad is a court reporter. So that's all I ever wanted to do when I grew up was to be a court reporter. So I went out and you know accomplished that. And one of the things he told me to do was like, hey, why don't you go get a um, four-year degree before you go into court reporting? Yeah. So right as I was coming out of college, I was like, okay, I mean, I guess. And so I took off to, you know, one of the big 12 schools and I was there for a year and I was like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I need to go to court reporting school because it's more like technical school. So mm -hmm. I said, I'm, I'm over it. I'm going to go to court reporting school. And so that's, you know, what I went to go do. And I think back now over the years and I'm like, what I didn't know at that time was it's a very demanding, time consuming, detail oriented job that you uh, had very little time. Mm. So it, it was a profession that served me well for a very long time, many years, uh, really until I became a mom. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, what, what am I doing here? And so uh, I had really dreamed about being a mom. It just never happened. And uh, one day was kind of always the first one in the daycare yeah. and the last one being picked up. And it's just me and my son and I have some family, a little bit of family around, and they would help me on occasions. But, um, you know, I would be trying to leave downtown Dallas at, you know, five o'clock and get to, to the daycare that closed at 630. And mm -hmm. you guys know if you live in big cities that that can happen or not happen just okay. because of traffic. So right. it, it was stressful. And I just was like, you know, over time, I thought this is not how I wanted to be a mother. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. like I wanted like I had dreams of being a mother and this was not it. You know, I felt like, a, you know, one of the things I said was like, I'm, I felt like I'm failing him as a mother. And it just was like, mm -hmm. this is not fair. So at that time, I kind of had uh, something pop in my head one day and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, let's see, by the time he is supposed to be going to college and I probably really should be retiring. And at that point over time, just cause it was like, um, I was like in a freelance world. So I never knew when I was going to get paid. I might get paid one day and, you know, not paid for two, three, four, five months. And just, it just like, you never knew when the money was going to come in. So although it was a good profession, it just was difficult to make any sort of, um, you know, savings or anything like that. So when I started thinking that, I was like, this, this is crazy because I, I'm, I have nothing. I don't have savings. I didn't have uh, any college put away from him at all. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but, you know, I, I just kind of had to push that thought in the back of my mind because, I mean, all I could do was what I knew how to do. Yeah. So then it really wasn't until uh, maybe a year or two later, I, I had um, network marketing drop in my lap, um, a product. And a great friend of mine told me about it. I did know about network marketing, but I didn't really, I had never 
been in its presence. I just was like, oh, okay. And so she basically gave me the product. I loved it. She loved it. And she said, I uh, am going to sell this. And I loved it so much. I was like, me too. And uh, I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, was yeah. like, I, I don't know what how, but like, yeah, I'm going to sell it. So anyways, we went off about in that business and I built kind of a small little team, had great leadership in, in that profession. I mean, in that company. But uh, about a year and a half later is when I had, you know, this bigger opportunity drop in my lab. I, I was prepared and yeah, ready and I understood what it meant and I understood the value of this opportunity. So I just, even though I was busy, I was still court reporting. I was still seeing a mom. I still had no more time left when my friend brought it to me. It took me a day or so to uh, say yes, because I literally was like, I don't think I could squeeze another thing in. Yeah, man. Ever, ever. Mm -hmm. But when I really came to understand like the value that was sitting in front of me, I was like, I'm just gonna go for this opportunity. And um, I'm going to put the money in. And I literally was like, if I lose it, I lose it. And if I win, I win. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that took the pressure off of it just being a massive success. I'm just like, let me just give it a try here. Mm. So that's kind of how I started off um, into the network marketing world. And literally it, you know, sort of time went by and I always tell everybody I, I, really built my business um, with court reporting. So I basically slept hardly any, mm, uh, wow. three hours a night. So this is very, very funny, but I would be sitting there like a boring transcript, you know, like, oh, I've already heard this 17 times, you know? <laughs> so wow. I was like, I'm getting sleepy. And I would get on Facebook and start looking around and I would wake up <laughs> and I would like, I can work for another hour now. And so I, that's how I tell everybody, like I fit it in the nooks and crannies mm -hmm. because I literally did not have any more time to offer, but I just was desperate. And, um, when I first said yes to this, it was really the first time that I thought this is the first time I can leave a legacy. I can dream about leaving a legacy for my son. Yeah. Mm, that's so cool. Mm. That's so awesome. Dang. So that's what I began building. <laughs> Dang. Wow. And do you think that was there much of a change when it came from, oh, this is like a great opportunity to, oh, this is something where I could leave a legacy for my son? Did that, was there much of a change in how you approached it when that switch happened? You know, I was, I, I, I literally believe that when you have that desperation and then you understand that like the value and what the possibility of like just dreaming big, that it was real. And I knew who I was as a person. I knew that I was a worker. I didn't mind working. Mm. I didn't mind putting the effort in. But what it did help me get through was the days that it was hard, mm. like through some of the no's and, and through some of the times that you had to uh, really just lead yourself because this is your business, but yeah. you're already busy. And, 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 you know, like with my son, he was six when I first started. So we would run out to meetings. I mean, I would come home, grab him from the daycare or, or you know, and then we would run out and maybe go do um, a meeting. And there were days he cried. And I, I just um, thank the Lord. I had heard a 
comment from somebody that said, you know, don't let your kids be the reason why you don't do this business. Yeah. Let it be yeah. the reason why you do. Yeah. That's amazing. And that carried me through the tears because it was difficult when he cried and he didn't want to be there and he wanted to be at home. And I knew he didn't understand what was happening. And so I just had to have like those nerves of steel and just like broke my heart to hear him cry. Mm. But I just had to be like, this is, I, I, you know, like, this is the reason why I'm doing this. You're the reason why I'm doing this. You're the reason why I'm doing this. And those kind of things were the things that really pushed me through to really go through the times to go for my dreams. Wow. Wow. So right on that, on the back of that, what is some advice that you have? Because your story is obviously so inspirational, working constantly, single parent, raising this kid, building your life. What is some advice you have for other single parents who are maybe in that same boat where you first started? Yeah, and I, th I think you just have to, you know, it just, the, the, the desperation, if you're a parent that feels that desperation of, I need something more mm -hmm. to provide for my children, I think you have to say yes. And you can't be afraid to say yes. And you can't be, like I said, you know, I bought into this business, not even knowing if the business was going to work because it was a newly launching company. So I literally had to just make some quick decisions. I'm a business person. So I made a business decision, not because we didn't have the products. We didn't have really anything, but here's what potentially is going to be here in our hands. Yeah. So I think if you've got a business mind at all, you look at this as a business and you treat it as a business and that's what will help you be a success in this business. And then just your children. I mean, you have to, you have to be that parent that just says, I know it's hard, but here's where we're going to dream. Mm, yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Mm. And, you know, along the way with me, what I did with my son, once he kind of got a little bit older, cause now I've been with this company for six years but I just, I, I include him in. I'm just like, hey, we just had a new team member that joined with us. And yeah. I'll tell him their name. And I'll say, here's how they live. And I'll just, you know, and, and so thankfully, he's kind of grown up with the um, owners of the company. And so, you know, I'll, I'll say, hey, you know, Mr. So-and-so is, you know, we're going to go watch this or we're going to go do that. And I just give him that little part of ownership. Yeah. And I think that's really good advice because it helps them have a piece of, the pie as far as when they're trying to decide why are you not here with me right this moment. Wow. Yeah, no, that's so good. And first of all, I got to say, you are an amazing mother. I mean, I hardly know you, but oh my goodness, you were just. Oh, thank mother. you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. And you know, you really hit home with me in the book in part of your story. And you actually just actually, you've talked a lot about this already so far. And that really is, I just want to touch more on it too. Um, because when I was in the industry, one of the hard things that I dealt with was my reason why getting in the way of why I yes. should be pursuing why I should be pursuing my business. Now everyone has a different reason why. So my question is: Is how did you go about you know using the reason why to motivate you to pursue your business, but at the same time not let it distract you from your business? Um, I it I think it was just more you know, when you've, when you've done business for a long time and, and like every day you make decisions. Yeah. And so for me in, in my 
profession as a court reporter, there's a lot of like start, stop, start, stop, start, yeah, totally. stop. Something else comes in. And so that's kind of how I um, have done business for so long. So it was, it was, it was, it's easier for me to just know what my why is. And then also know what I want to provide for my child, know the time that I want to spend. And then just with God's grace, you know, you get that wisdom to learn how to pull them in the business and, and also go play with them when it's time to play. Because I think over time, just being a parent, you know, the things when you want to be a parent so bad, the things that are like, that stick with you are when your child wants to play, stop and play. You know, now, do, can you do that all the time? No, you can't. But, but I, you make those moments where there's like, all of a sudden it hits me. Like I, he, he, you know, in 10 years, he'll be gone. Stop and play. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, I'm providing a life for him. So I also have to pull back into my business and uh, do my business when it's important. So yeah. I hope, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. So I want to take this and get a little more personal. You seem amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know you better. So when was the last time you were out of your comfort zone? Something in front of me right now that I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone because I'm, I'm fixing to reach out to somebody Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's on my list. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that I'm like, okay, this is the time. It's time to do it. So I'm talking myself into this yeah. and I didn't jump on it the first second because I really am. Mm-hmm. I feel like about timing mm-hmm. and my life has been about timing. So um I always laugh because one of my friends uh, calls me like um, she teases me because she says like I'm cool as a cucumber, and <laughs> <Yeah>. so because <laughs> I you know like with this business when you do network marketing you know you can't just go and vomit on people like you exactly. can't just throw up your business. Right. Yeah, right. So I I just let my gut guide me, yeah. but also knowing that this is something that I'm gonna do. I'm gonna reach out to this person. And, um, yeah, so it's, I'm just kind of like waiting for that right time, but yeah, that's, I don't, I can't think of anything before, but this is in front of me right now. Wow, and I'm yeah. Gonna... We got a future one coming. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> present, oh, yeah. present. That's yes. super cool. Wow. Yes. Now, um, obviously I want to just remind everybody, you know, to read this book. Um, mm-hmm. this is momentum makers. Uh, we've talked about it before on the show, but this has some phenomenal writers and you know, we are now speaking with a very special one. And uh, she, you've written such a beautiful chapter in this book. And one of the things that I really enjoyed reading in this chapter was the story um, of you being able to go on this 10,000 mile journey. And yes. uh, do you mind just kind of sharing the beauty and just that whole experience? And um, it just seems like everything was totally worth it just by being able to go on that kind of a journey. Yeah, it really was. And so what had happened was, again, like I said, you know, like my son, I had worked his first, first six years of his life, just uh, literally sleeping about three hours a night. And uh, it was like Saturday, Sunday nights, weekends, holidays, just the stress of the profession that I was in. So our company at their very first convention basically said, hey, if you show up for the convention, your name goes in a drawing. And so um, show up. So I'm like, of course I was going to go. And um, I had read a book that was called, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called like, what if it all goes right? And so it's kind of amazing, but it's, it was something I got out of that book. And so I showed up the convention and the night before the drawing, maybe the day of, I went downstairs to go look at the Cadillac and all of a sudden, but, but I had also written on my vision board when the Cadillac. Yeah. 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 
So, but I went downstairs on that Saturday before the drawing and, or maybe the night before, it doesn't matter. But uh, I all of a sudden was like, wait a minute, because there's like 900 people here. So I started having this conversation in my head. Like there's 900 people here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of people yeah, yeah. In, in the drawing. So I basically um, just had to force myself to walk away because I knew like, don't do that. Don't talk yourself out of this yeah. because I walked away saying, well, what if it all goes right? And what if I win this Cadillac? Right. So that ended up happening. They just pulled my name out, uh, out of a big hopper up on stage. And Jesus. I actually won a Cadillac. But the, the funny part that was, um, I was just talking to my dad about this last night and the car I had had before was an absolute lemon. Mm. And it was like, I bought it certified used, like the, like a week after I drove it off the lot, uh, it broke down and my son's oh, wow. like three and I'm like, I can't have this. Holy smokes. It was, I mean, it, I cannot express to you what a lemon this car was. Mm. So to, to just have this incredible amazing car and then I hit a really great rank a few months later after I won the car so I just was like I'm taking the whole summer off yeah because so awesome. I've never gotten to spend the summer with my son mm. never and so just you know again by the grace of God I had a team all over so I love to go to California so I was like okay the first thing we're going is right out to California so we stayed there three weeks and then we just went all the way across and um, the Midwest, and I stayed with different people on my team. So I went to Kentucky and New York and Georgia, and I was trying to make it down to Miami, but that didn't happen because school was starting. So literally, we just we spent a week at a time just really traveling the world. And I mean, it was an absolute joy to really just get half the time to get to know my son, my That's son. Amazing. To get to- that is amazing. So cool. absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing. Um, you bet. In the book, um, so in Momentum Makers, like Cody was talking about, at the end of your chapter, um, there were these uh, three summaries that I'd just love for you to be able to touch on if you could. Um, <laughs> the first one was this thing, one small risk can build a lifetime. So yes. can you touch on that? Can you explain that a little more? Yeah, and I think, I think um you know how easy it would have been for me to just say, I am already busy. I can't take another second of another day. But for me, I, it, it, I had to, because there was so much laying here on our plate and really the owners of our company were so incredible. And they were like, I want you to dream bigger than you've ever dreamt before. And, and like, he's like, I want y'all to be making a million dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, so outrageous to me at the time. And I just, you know, so, so, but I was willing to risk it. I was just like, I will do anything for my son, anything to give him a life that, that I wanted to provide for him. And it, it you know, and it wasn't even, it wasn't just all about money, but it was also about time. Yeah. And so what this allowed me to do is to then go and be a stay at home mom mm-hmm. with yeah. my son. That's and so, you just, you have to take those risks because really at the end of the day, you know, that they, what's that saying? Like, what, like you regret the things that you didn't do. And I never, right. ever, ever want to be in a place of regret just because I'm afraid or just because I feel I'm busy. Like my dad raised me to broaden my horizons. And that's a yeah. saying in our family. He's like, broaden your horizons. Yeah. And so I think that was him speaking to my soul that moment when I said yes, because you have to say yes mm. to find out the glorious things in life. Yeah. 
Totally. Uh, so awesome. And the second point that was made was um, that gratitude is the greatest gift that keeps on giving. Do you mind kind of sharing a little bit more about, you know, the importance of gratitude and how, what does that mean to you to be giving gratitude? Gratitude. That's, that is something that I, I am always a giving person, but I never really thought about gratitude in, in the way of like you stop and think and pay attention to it. It was just something yeah. that you kind of did. But because in this profession, and it's not even with our company, but in a lot of network marketing companies, you learn to be a better person. Yeah. Right? Be- <clears throat> because it's, it's like for you to be a success, you have to have personal development and your paycheck depends on your personal development. And so along the way, you learn about gratitude and you learn how important it is to give back. And for me personally, it's like when God gives you a lot, then you give back. And and like that's who that's our heart. That's my son's heart. I mean, thank gosh for this business, because it's it's made me be more aware of just being gratitude, you know, having gratitude and being grateful and being grateful for people and opportunities and You know, just like I, I'm absolutely grateful to be sitting here right now with you guys. And and I think really at the end of the day, it goes back to that law of attraction. And so yeah. you just go in this circle yeah. once you learn about gratitude and you're just like, holy smokes, like I have so much to be grateful for. And that makes you a better person, a more loving, aligned person. Yeah. And in fact, it's like, I don't, you're probably going to see these backwards, but these oh, are gratitude. Little, oh, there it is. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> that I keep right here on my desk. So. And it's, it's so hard too, because I feel like so many people get so caught up in all of the hardships and all of the, you know, we're in a pandemic right now. Sure. We got all this crazy stuff. It's so hard to be grateful when things are being taken away from you. So yes. You obviously are a phenomenally grateful person. How do you practice that? You know, mm. Mm. I, I put a lot of effort into it because I think really at the end of the day, it, it really does make you a better person. Mm. And for me, it's the, you know, I'm, I like, I'm about vibration. Oh yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So then like the highest vibration is love and the lowest vibration is hate. Mm. And so every day I wake up trying to be up closer to the highest vibration, yeah. which is love. Yeah, that's good. And, and that then allows you to have that gratitude right so when you measure you've got the measuring stick and the emotional scale of you know where you should be it it totally um you're able to when you get out of that like that alignment and that vibration it's like okay i know where i should be and i'm not there so i'm going to strive to get there even it's a it's like a, a minute you know hourly second along the way every day it's not something you get and it's like a high school you know diploma yeah exactly with you forever. No, it's work. It takes yeah. work, but that mm. work is so worth it. Yeah. Mm. I love it. That's great. Love that's it. And, and I want my son to know that. Mm. I want that. That's who I want my son to grow up to be. Yeah. He's on his way. Yeah. <laughs> For <Aww>. sure. <laughs> Speaking Thank of you. your son. So the third one um, is that need can be the greatest motivator. And obviously um, your son and building that life was such a strong part of need and something you talked about um, earlier. So how do you help your team members find their need? Yeah, I think um, the very, 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 very best part of this business is 
the lifetime friendships that you have with people that you would have never, ever met. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when you're talking about like running across people's lives and then you're getting to help change somebody's lives and they see their lives changing, it makes it very easy for them to go want to change mm-hmm. and help change other people's lives. So when I'm approaching this business and, and I like to teach this to my team, it's the, you know, some people go like, I don't want to sell. Yeah. I don't want to be pushy. And for me personally, and what I like to talk to my team about, and they absolutely know this is when I approach somebody, I feel like I'm blessing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was such a tremendous blessing for me that it, I never, ever look at like, I'm trying to sell somebody or I'm trying to recruit somebody because at the end of the day, the tremendous blessing it was for me. And I'm looking for those people that are looking for me so that I can bless them. Wow. That's so good. There's no wonder that you have very little times that you're out of your comfort zone. It seems because you, (laughs) you like understand the value and the blessing that you bring to people which, yes. you know, that's, you. it's hard to be out of your comfort zone when you're in that kind of a state of mind. So mm. um, yeah. my goodness. Well, we unfortunately only have two more questions for you and I wish okay. that we could talk for longer. Oh, of course. So fun. Um, but the last two are a little different from the rest. And okay. um, so this first of the, of the last two is if you were on your deathbed and I don't mean to sound morbid, but if you were on sure. your deathbed, what would the final piece of advice be that you would give those around you? And I think I can't help but just relate it to the fact that, um, you know, that this world vibrates and we all vibrate and our cells vibrate and um, trees vibrate. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if you can stay in love and you know that scale and that emotional piece is in everything in the middle, every single day you can gauge where you are. And I think that you should take that time and gauge where you are because our feelings are what guide us. And so the way you stay in happiness and gratitude and peaceful and love and joy is being aware of how you're feeling. Mm. That's good. Mm. That's so good. I love that. Um, And the, the final question, it's simply what's next? Where are you headed? What's on the horizon for you? Hmm. Well, I, I absolutely love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I am so honored and thrilled to have been a part of this book with Jordan and now to be a part of uh, this with you guys. It's been a pleasure meeting you guys. And so uh, really at the end of the day, I I can see myself um, doing this, coaching, speaking, talking, Mm -hmm. never, ever getting away from the company that I love absolutely the most. But Mm -hmm. anything I can do personally to... Um, motivate somebody to help somebody and bless them. It is my absolute joy. And uh, it, I, I can't even express the joy that it brings me to just be able to help anybody in any level understand that they can come in here and do this. If you just want to say yes. Come on. That's come awesome. On. That's great. And, you know, I just, again, I want to remind all of the people that are listening to this podcast or watching this podcast mm-hmm. to follow Kelly Bryant. We're going to make sure that we leave all of your information oh, thank in you. the description below. Um, please pick up this book, uh, Momentum Makers. It will change yes. your life, especially um, if you are in the network marketing industry or looking yes. into the network marketing industry. Um, and, you know, we just we just want to give you so much gratitude. We just thank you so much. And we are so yeah. grateful for you coming on the show and being a part of this with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. See ya. Bye-bye.